Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, today I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Dr. Ben Atkins. Dr. Ben is a marketing and business consultant who specializes in social media. He helps people grow their business via Facebook, and his client base ranges from small mom-and-pop businesses to large media companies. Uh, if you want to learn more about Ben, Dr. Ben, and you certainly will after today's interview, go to fearlesssocial.com. Dr. Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Let's go back in time a little bit. Now, I know you didn't start out as a marketing guru, and the doctor in your name isn't a doctor of marketing. Um, how did you get started? Um, I was really interested in um, you know, healthcare and medicine, things like that, and um, it was funny. I was sort of getting into, you know, was I going to be a medical doctor? Was I going to go the route of, you know, doing that? And what was the specialty? And, and then really, really quickly, um, I got, you know, just some chance things happened and I got really interested in chiropractic. Um, really kind of fell in love with the whole idea of helping people uh, sort of with your hands, you know, not, not a lot of drugs, anything like that. And I sort of got into that. So, um Fast forward eight years of school later, and I was doing that and out in a practice, you know, trying to build and grow and help as many people as I possibly could. And um, that's sort of what helped me stumble into the Internet. It's because I didn't have a whole lot of money to market myself when I first started. So the Internet was sort of an obvious place. And I landed on this, you know, fairly young website called Facebook at the time and uh, found a really interesting way to, you know, talk about what I was doing, talk about how people could better their lives. And, you know, pretty much from there, I started figuring out, hey, this is a really good medium to uh, build a business. And that's sort of, you know, how it came out. But yeah, the doctor thing, too much school. That's pretty much where that came from. <laughs> too much school. Awesome. So um, you were using, Obviously, learning online marketing to grow your chiropractic practice, and then how did that spin off into a separate, much bigger business? Well, when I first started, I was doing really well. Um, it, it was one of those things where when Facebook sort of hit and you know Google, the early days of – well, not really early days, but sort of the mid-level days of SEO, um, I was doing really well with it. We were growing our practice um, really fast. I, I had uh, – there was no reason I should have survived. Uh, with the amount of people that we had doing what I was doing in my town. There was people that had been there 20, 30 years. And within about six months using Facebook, we had uh, really grown a practice to equal what these people had done um, in you know, 20, 30 years. So what happened was um, 
I was doing this, and a lot of other businesses in the area started figuring out, hey, this person's doing something different. We need to, you know, get some help. So people started asking me, and I started helping them. And my wife, because she's awesome, said, if you're going to be helping other people outside of work hours at the clinic, then you need to get paid. So we started charging <laughs> people, yeah. Um, and pretty quickly, my practice got so busy that I didn't have time to help people outside. So I thought, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I wrote this stuff down? And so I, I took out Microsoft Word, um, wrote down some of the stuff that we were doing, and like figured out how to make it into a PDF so they didn't, you know, other people didn't have to have Microsoft Word to open it. And before I realized it, I was uh, creating information and selling it online. And, you know, I, 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 there were people doing this all around, but I had no clue. I was sort of in my bubble. And I looked up and it was working and we were making good money. And within about, shoot, I would say probably six months, I was making more um, in a month or two with information products than I was the entire year, you know, salary-wise with the clinic. And um, I said, you know what, there's something to this. So that's that's sort of how it happened, very organically. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, incredible journey. And the, the longer version of that should fill a book if it hasn't already. Um, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? I wish, you know, when I when I first got started, everything was an accident. Um, you know, I, I started selling products online, you know, just just to help other people. So we were we were making a little bit of money doing that, and then somewhere along the way, I, I realized, hey, you know what, we should. Uh, get these people's email addresses and but I was very casual about that when I when I first started what I wish I would have like I wish more people and you hear this all the time when you start an online marketing but I wish more people would have come beat me over the head with your list is sort of important you know the list of <laughs> you know buyers the list of people that uh, are interested in a topic that needs to be the number one focus so you know, if I would have been very focused early on on just list building and just getting people, you know, co sort of collected into an email autoresponder, I think that uh, as, as great as things have gone, it would have gone even faster. So, I mean, like that, if if, if anybody out there, when, you, when you're first starting, I would say that's the thing. It's you, I wish that I would have really listened to people that said, you know, the money is in the list. So, yeah. That is a great, great advice, great lesson. Um, let's talk, I mean, obviously things have, you've had an incredible journey. Um, I find sometimes I learn more from avoiding other people's mistakes than just trying to emulate their successes. What have been some of the adversities you've had to overcome? And more importantly, what did you learn from them? Uh, I think the, the big thing that has really struck me over the years that I'm just starting to really figure out, this was a mistake that I've made multiple times, but I didn't realize what mistake I was actually making. I knew there was a mistake in all of these instances, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. And I finally figured it out that for a very long time in my business, I was sort of living someone else's dream. And what I mean by that is, you know, it doesn't take a lot to make me happy as far as income, as far as freedom, you know, the time and those things. And, and it doesn't take a lot of money to to get the things that most people on the planet want. What happens is we start looking around and we start living on someone else's scoreboard. So things that other people want, other people are really concerned with, we start building our business to do that. And, and some of the mistakes, the big mistakes that I've made in my business as far as, you know, building certain things and investing money in certain things was to build an empire or to build, you know, this big thing or to buy 
you know, these big things. And really, you know, I, when I really start digging into myself, I don't, I don't need, you know, fancy cars, big boats, anything like that, because that interests me none. Um, and I didn't really need to build something that was making a million dollars a month on its own. Like, you know, we're doing really, really well, but we have a lot of different things that we do that I have fun with. One of the big mistakes that I made um, along the way, and like I said, it's happened several times, is I've tried to build things to give myself things in my life that I didn't really want. Um, you know, I think everybody gets into this and say, oh, we're going to build an empire. We're going to build a big company. And a lot of people, that's not even what you're after. You just, you know, an extra five to $10,000 a month is enough for a lot of happiness because you get the kind of freedom you want and you can pretty much do whatever you want anytime you want with whoever you want. So I, I think that's the big thing. One of the big mistakes that's been made by me several times is to sort of ignore the things that I want and to sort of say, okay, if we're going to play on this field with all these other guys that are doing well, these are the goals that we have to be aiming for because this is what success is in this industry. This is what success is. And it's it's a chase that's, you know, pretty fruitless because even when you obtain it, you look up and I've, and I've obtained, you know, these things several times along the way, you know, hit those milestones and you look up, you're like, well, that's not what I wanted at all. So I, I would say that probably the biggest business mistake that I've made is uh, really, like I said, playing on someone else's scoreboard and really not looking inside myself and be like, okay, what are the things that really make me happy and what's it going to take to obtain those things? And I would say if I would have done more of that along the way, uh, I would have gone a lot farther you know, with our business, even than we are right now. And uh, I would have been a lot more focused along the way too. So hopefully that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Great advice. What do you like best about your business now? Um, not having to wake up in the mornings. I'm not much of a morning person. Uh, when I was a chiropractor, you know, I'd have to be up at the crack of dawn and in the office. And I love seeing patients. I loved, you know, sort of that pace because I got to talk to people. I really love people. I, I just love talking to people. But um, really, the morning stuff's not good for me. I'm a late night kind of guy and a uh, wake up at the crack of noon sort of guy. Um, and at first, I thought that was a bad thing. Once again, playing on someone else's scoreboard, that that's a bad thing of being a slacker. But, you know, the more I've kind of gotten into them, I'm like, that's sort of how I work. That sort of works for me. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I think along the way um, has become very important to me is really sleeping on the schedule that I want to sleep. And this business works pretty much on whatever schedule I want it to work on. Even when my staff and my team are doing different hours, they sort of know my hours. And I, I would say the thing I like best about my business is being able to do that along with, and this is sort of on this thing, being able to do things with my family pretty much uh, whenever I want and being able to take time out to do family things and not having to worry so much about you know, showing up at work and uh, being on time for other folks. So I would say probably the the thing I like the most about it, if I could sum it all up, is the timing of everything since I've been doing this. Absolutely. That freedom is so important. What do you attribute – I mean, you've had such an incredible rise. What do you attribute your success to? Um, caring a lot about people uh, and listening really, really well. I, you know, One of the biggest things that I ever did was I paid really close attention to – when we would put out something, so I would like I would do something and it would work and we would make money with it online, you know, kind of to grow a business. And so we would write it down or we would create videos to teach other people how to do it. 
And then instead of just sort of letting something sit, I've always paid really close attention to what our support team is getting in. So, you know, we have a help desk. We've used Zendesk like forever uh, to sort of organize all that. And I, I very much early on invested in a team of people to help me with support. And I would say the thing that has made us a lot of money over the years is really listening to, okay, when someone goes through one of our programs, a lot of times they'll have questions and so we can add something to the program to make it better. Or, you know, someone will ask a question when they go through a program of ours uh, that's teaching how to do something that really doesn't fit the scope of that. But that's sort of the next thing, the next thing we need to explore because it's the next level that nobody else is out there teaching. So I would say that one of the big things with success is we are very innovative, but at the same time, we have a branch of our company that is very focused on listening to our customers and relaying that uh, to us so that we can sort of build that into the innovative things that we create. So I, I would say innovation's a big one, uh, not not necessarily, you know, looking around at what everybody else is doing, but, you know, taking things that are sort of in our heads and, you know, going to the next level, but also incorporating, you know, what our customers are saying, because, you know, it's really hard to be super creative just on your own. But when you've got a lot of people that are giving suggestions and you're listening to them, and you've built a system to listen to people um, so that you can take all that stuff in. I think it becomes really easy to um, to get sort of to the next level. And a perfect example is right now we have a piece of software called Birdsong that we've been developing for a little while. And, and some of the best features for that software have absolutely come from the users. They said, hey, well, why doesn't it do this? And we're like, because we didn't think of it. <laughs> you know, that's a great that's idea. A good idea. Yeah. And so we build it in, and then we've got something that's uh, you know a hundred times more valuable than what we started out with. So I would say that uh, incorporating our you know our innovative side with really what our customers are doing and how they want to innovate has been uh, great. Awesome. With all the success you've achieved, I mean, what's your biggest challenge now? <laughs> I would say my biggest challenge is uh, step back. Um, when I first started this business, it was me in a basement, um, by myself doing everything. And then I added on a staff member. And then over the years we've added on, you know, a lot of people to do a lot of things for us, but it's still very difficult for me to, you know, let people do what they were hired to do and to, you know, give them everything that they need, um, to do their jobs so that I don't have to be involved. And one of the big goals that I've got this year is to, really creates, you know, our company or really, you know, not really create, but form our company into something where if I didn't want to work for a month, I would have to. And not so much because because I think that would drive me crazy. I love what I do. Um, not so much because I don't want to work, but it's more of a thing of really giving our team members uh, the ability to go out and earn income on their own. Um, and to grow our business on their own without me having to always jump in and do things you know, because number one, that can get really exhausting and that leads to burnout. But number two, I think when you empower people on your team and they start seeing how they can move the needle, uh, your company grows in a way that you just can't do. I, I think you can grow a company on your back to a certain level and then uh, you start to realize that it's not growing anymore and you think maybe it's because you've done something wrong. And, and usually it's not. It's just because you can't grow the company on your own back anymore. So I think the biggest challenge for me over the years is to not micromanage to step back, let people fail, let people do things, you know, to learn on their own and really to empower, you know, people on my team. And it's one of the things that I've really started to get over this year. And I'm really, really happy with uh, sort of the way things are going because of that. So, yeah, I, I would say my biggest challenge is to take a step back and let people 
that we've hired do their jobs because they typically do it a lot better than what I do it anyway. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Anything drive you crazy about your business? <laughs> Myself. I am the biggest log jam there is in my business. Um, and I, I think the thing that uh, with me, with my business is when we see really good things happen, it's because I have done what I was just saying. I've gotten out of the way. You know, I'm really good at setting things in motion, but what I've noticed is is when I get out of the way and let them sort of develop with our team and with our customers after that, it's good. When I keep intervening is when we have a lot of problems. So the thing that really drives me crazy is, like I said, right now it has to do with the last question. It's why can't I get out of the way more? And I think that's the thing. It's really sort of putting myself in a position to where um, – I'm not in it as much as I used to be as far as, you know, selling things and creating things. What my customers seem to really enjoy is when I show up on a video and just talk and we have fun together and we talk about their challenges and, and that's much more laid back. So I would say the thing that drives me crazy right now about my business is me and really trying to get myself to stop going so hard in a direction and really just let things sort of develop with the team that we've built. So yeah, I, I think I'm the biggest problem in my business right now. If I had to give you a number two, um, I would say one of the biggest things that drives me crazy about my business is the people that don't take they, – they sort of do what I do. They sell information. They sell software to help people, but they don't take it seriously. Um, there's a lot of them out there. You know, it, it's, a, it's a really easy way to make money. But they don't really realize that the people that you know put money in their pocket are actually real people, and they're trying to grow and they're trying to do certain things. That bugs me. Like we are, we've been around, we've been big, we've grown quickly, we're still you know highly relevant, thank goodness, and we're still teaching new things because um, I think we've always realized that there's someone on the other end that's trying to accomplish something, and we've been really in touch with those needs. So the the other thing that drives me crazy is people that don't take their customers seriously. They don't take this opportunity seriously. You know, with uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think when you start putting out things that are designed to help people, no matter what you're putting out, um, you better understand that that is your job. That's your value in the world. And if you don't take that seriously, you won't be around long. And as I've seen many, many times, the average life cycle of someone that does what I do is about six months. And, um, it's really interesting to see the folks that last a lot longer to that, what they're doing. And, and the real the X factor there is not only do they create cool stuff, but they really care about the people that uh, purchase things from them and use the stuff that they create. Absolutely. What uh, you mentioned innovation is one of the things that sets you apart. How, how do you stay on top? How do you stay on the cutting edge? Well, one of my things is, is to not be a te- just a teacher. I think a lot of people, you know, see the money in being a teacher of things and they just move to the teaching side. Uh, one of the things that I do is I, I still sort of do this internet marketing thing. Like I go out and, you know, we have really weird niches. One of my favorites that uh, we talk about all the time is uh, wiener dogs. Uh, we have a avid wiener dog audience, people that love wiener dogs and we, you know, do marketing to those folks. And that's, that's sort of not a traditional, you know, what I do on an everyday basis. But, you know, we have all these little niches that we work in that we make money in and selling stuff online and helping people solve problems that are sort of out of outside of the how do we make money online with our business. And, you know, what happens is, is when you're when you're really close to a project, when you're really trying to help people, 
you know, do something. So with like our weeder dog audience, they want to keep their dogs healthy and, you know, they want to show the world that they love this particular type of dog. I have to really get inside of their heads. And so like in having to do that, I have to be close to it. But what happens is, is as I'm doing things to market to these folks, these problems come up. Like I'm like, I wish I had a tool that did this because right now it takes me three hours to do this. Wouldn't it be cool if it, you know, I could do this in like five minutes. So what happens is, is you start having these ideas about ways with, and, you know, when you're in the field and you're actually at war doing this stuff, you start having ideas about, okay, how can I save myself some time, but still add value? How can I do this? How can I do that? And what happens pretty quickly is you start coming up with, okay, um, here's a template of things that I can do. And you can turn around and give that to other people. And that's cutting edge because you're actually doing it. Or you can create a piece of software that takes that three hour job and makes it a five minute job. And I think what some people call, you know, innovation, it's just a, it's real in the field problem solving. And I think that's pretty much how we stay on the edge is we're actually doing this stuff every day. And, uh, yeah, that's the other side of me wanting to sort of get out of the way of letting the, you know, the teaching business run is I want to do more of in the field stuff and be even more innovative. So th that's how I stay on the cutting edge is we're actually, doing the stuff that we teach, which I know that sounds silly. Everybody you would think does the stuff that they teach, but uh, we know better than that, don't we? So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So for, uh, what else should I have asked? Do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Um, I think you ask a lot of really good things. I think one of the, one of the big questions that um, one of the big questions that I'm always asking my team you know, is, you know, what is it? It's, it's the question that you ask. What is it are we missing right now? And, you know, I, I get this question a lot, you know, when we're doing interviews and stuff like this. But I think that's something that every day got to be asking um, like a few key people, right? So sort of the way that my business is structured is we have like various products and each of those products typically has a team of two that runs it, Okay. So what I do is like we'll go down. This is what we're going to do, guys. This is how we're going to do it. This is how you know we, we're going to grow. And then I go around to all of them. It's like what you're you're in the middle of it. You're in the thick of it right now. What are we missing? What are people asking us right now? You know, so we ask everybody on the team of two, like you know, and they each have their own jobs in that. What are we missing? And, and, and like I said, it's the exact same question you asked me. And then I go to my customers, and I'm really big on like creating Facebook groups you know, uh, they have your customers in them so they can get that one-on-one -on -one feedback. And that's the other thing I like to ask. I was like, right now, what are you struggling with? What, you know, what, where's the gap in your education or is there no gap? And it's just something else. And I think that that's a big question. It's, it's the exact same question you asked me, but you take the assets that you have, which are your customers, your staff, and you say, listen, I'm pretty good at what I do, but I'm not as close to certain things as you are what could we be doing better here that you see that I don't see? And it's one of those questions that when you ask, like it's so, usually not something that they're expecting. Uh, well, my staff is starting to expect it, but yeah, it's one of those things that when they really get to thinking about that on a daily basis, it's funny, the answers that start coming up. And those are the answers that really start making you a lot of money. So yeah, I, I love that question. Um, uh, in more of a sense of asking your customers, asking your team, it's like, Hey, we're, you know, are we doing a good job? Sure. What are we missing though? What could we be doing better for you? So I think that's a that's it. It's the, it's the same thing you just asked me. Awesome. 
fascinating interview. I've got pages of notes. I'm sure our listeners do too. We greatly appreciate them listening and we appreciate your time. For those of you who are resonating with what Dr. Ben says and want to learn more about what he's doing and how he can help you grow, go to fearlesssocial.com. Dr. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a a great, great pleasure to be here and uh, I had a lot of fun. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.